Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy Human Club. I'm Soph Mosca. I'm the host of this podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see we are joined by Augie. So if you hear any weird chewing or slobbering or... Oh, actually, he's going into the covers at the moment. (laughs) You guys, if you're listening, go to the YouTube uh, video right now of this and just watch Augie burrow himself into the blanket. Anyways, hi guys. Welcome back to Happy Human Club. I am so happy to be here. I first want to address because I know last episode I was like, I really want to do every week. And then I was, I also voiced that I was nervous about it because I had a lot of travel coming up and whatnot. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna be completely honest. I totally overpromised. Once a week is just too much right now. I edit all my own YouTube videos and like, everything I do on the production side on my own and if I want to have any sort of life at all it just is not reasonable to have a podcast every week but every other week is a lot more doable so last week I fully planned to still record and post a podcast and then literally did not have time to do it just with vlogs and last week I had a few work events which take up like a good chunk of like an afternoon evening so it just wasn't in the cards and then I was just like you know what it's just it's once a week is just too much right now and I just have to admit that and that like I don't know why but I hold myself to such high standards and especially if I say I'm going to do something it like really hurts me hurts my pride to be like wait I can't I'm not capable but it is what it is. It's really not the end of the world. And I would rather put out a podcast every other week for you guys and not burn myself out versus put it out every week and just like completely run myself to the ground. Plus, like I said, I do have travel coming up. Pretty much traveling. Well, I am traveling through the end of this month and then beginning of November. I also have a bunch of travel. And then I have the month of November to chill out. However, then vlogmas starts and all the craziness of december so once a week was just too much so i do apologize for promising something that i'm not going to be delivering but i think we can we can guarantee at least most of the time uh and every other week podcast so that is exciting because i'd rather be that than nothing and i feel like this is like a good happy medium but before we get any further into today's episode i first just want to plug my social media so you guys can find me at sof mosca on every social media platform except snapchat snapchat is s-o-p-h-e-r-r-r 
Also, if you guys have been following me on like Instagram and Snapchat and everything, you'll know I've been on such a reading journey. So I also started a Goodreads where you guys can kind of follow along on that journey. I put like whatever book I'm reading, books I want to read, books I've read. And then once I read them, I give them like a star rating. So like out of five and it's just really fun. I go through every once in a while and I'll like add you guys back on there because I like to see what you guys read. So it's really fun. Um, and then I also have passes if you want some more like VIP content, PG 13 R content that's on passes. But I just wanted to do this episode because I feel like this time of year comes with like a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety for honestly most people. And I think a lot of that is like, you know, holidays, stirring up trauma or emotions, family issues, grief, like if you've lost someone, kind of everything like that. And just maybe you're feeling very distant from your New Year's resolutions that you set at the beginning of the year, or maybe you're in college or even high school, grad school, whatever, and you have like midterms and finals or just like reaching quotas if you work like a job, like a corporate job. Um, Or maybe you just kind of feel like you have just so much to do before the year ends. Or even it could be something as simple as like you're excited for the travel you have coming up, but it seems like like overwhelming. You have a lot of holiday travel, kind of like myself. But also it could be simple as like, you know, the cold weather, it, it comes and it brings seasonal depression or even just like negative mood shifts from being inside more or like less time outside, less time in the sun. I just, there's a lot of things that this time of year, I feel like weigh on our mental health and on our mood and just on our brain and just overall like our health and how we're feeling even like we get sick more often this time of year with the cold weather just as the cold comes around a lot of like heavy maybe negative things stir up for a lot of people but I believe that there are so many just like teeny tiny little things you can do in your daily life that make like all the difference like They're very small things, but just doing them will improve your life even just 1%. And I think these things are different for everyone. But today I'm going to be sharing my small habits with all of you so that maybe you guys can get like inspired or take some of them into your life, take some of mine into your life. Or maybe they are just like getting your wheels turning and figuring out like what small habits resonate more with you but these things like I actually got this idea from listening to an episode of gals on the go and they did an episode pretty much exactly similar to this just like their small habits and I liked that idea because it's nothing like crazy like it's not like okay if you want to change your life start waking up at 5 a.m every single day no ifs ands or buts like those that's just so extreme or it's like okay no more dairy ever like you're gonna seriously improve the quality of your health and your life no more dairy at all ever it's like a lot of things are like all or nothing whenever you hear like improving your life it's always like these really 
drastic like unattainable oh my god there's like a hair on my face that i can feel and it's driving me nuts oh my god yeah i feel like a lot of times it's really daunting but i don't think that it has to be so today i'm gonna go through just some little things that i do in my life that i feel improve my life in a lot of different ways but as you guys know i've added like a new little segment to my episodes where i talk about what i am struggling with this week and this week well i feel like i keep family things almost entirely off the internet like i don't talk talk too much about my childhood or my relationship with my parents or things like that mostly out of respect for my family but also because for me family stuff and like my childhood and whatnot is something that I'm still really working through in therapy and something that I feel like I have a lot of just a lot of just things to work on in that realm a lot of things to reflect on heal from use to grow just like a lot of things and I just feel like it's just family stuff is just something that I just have never felt comfortable putting on the internet but it is like mostly a respect thing like yeah I do this as a job but like my parents work their you know nine to five jobs and like there's no reason to put like what's going on in my family like on the internet you know but What I will say is that what I've been struggling with this week is being the sibling that moved away. And like when it comes to holidays and whatnot, I am always the one that has to travel if I want to see my family. And I get it. Like I chose to move away and I'm the only sibling without kids. So just like inherently it it makes more sense for me to come home like there is less pieces of the puzzle for me to travel home and also like there's one of me you know like I know it's just it's a logistical thing and a financial thing because it's like just one of me going um so I do get it but it is also frustrating and it kind of has been leading me and just like it just leads my anxious brain anxious overthinking brain to feel like I'm I guess like a last priority to my parents um because it's like the only way that they would ever or that they can ever come to see me is if it doesn't interfere with like the plans of my siblings and their kids and again like I understand it's like it logistically makes sense it financially makes sense it's cheaper for me only me to go home it it's easier for just just me to go home and you know they're all up in New Hampshire and Massachusetts and I'm the one that's in California or I was the one in Florida you know like I'm the one that chose to move away so it's kind of my duty to come home and I always do but I guess what I've been struggling with is I just want to show my family but like specifically my parents like 
the life that I created for myself and like make them proud in that way. And I also get a little bit frustrated because like I think my family feels like they see that and they know what's going on in my life because I post on social media so much and like they see my YouTube videos and they see my pictures and they feel like they know a lot about me and my life and have an idea of like where I live and all that. But it's like, it's different because one, it's like what I choose to share online is like probably a lot more of a bare minimum than like what I would want to show them. And also it's just like, okay, you guys get to see it on my life, but I don't get like time in your life necessarily unless like I take the time to go home and like I said I usually do and I enjoy going home and like I'm not trying to sound ungrateful or like a brat or anything it's just like just something that's been on my mind and I have also been learning the older I get that quality time is like so important to me and like one of my biggest worries you guys know I have talked a lot about how I just even literally since I was like a little little girl and my dad literally was like 40 something years old 50 something years old I've always just been like oh my god he's so old like I don't have much time with him like my whole life I felt that way and it just gets worse and worse and worse as I get older and he gets older and then like I still see my mom as this like really young person because she's just like in really good health and whatnot but like at the end of the day she's also getting older and I just like hate that I miss out on so much time with them being far away but like me like what like eyes are watering right now talking about this clearly it's a sensitive topic but I think I just like I just want time with them and I want them to be able to see my life and what I've created for myself literally why like I cry way too easily (laughs) like why am I tearing up but it's just it's just what I've been what's been on my mind this week and what I've been struggling with and I'm sure a lot of you can relate in some capacity as well, so I wanted to bring that up. But with that being said, um, and just having my mind been kind of preoccupied with that, I feel like the small habits I'm going to be talking to you guys about help with calming that anxious brain or just making my life better just even a little bit when I am feeling any sort of way, but especially when I like with the way I've been feeling recently and just with holidays and everything that comes up. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about my small habits. I think I picked five for you guys. So the first one is not answering texts or emails pertaining to work until I've completed my morning routine. So also if you're watching on um, YouTube, I like secrets revealed I write out a lot of notes for my podcast so if I'm like looking over in the corner it's because I'm like reading my notes so sorry I can't look directly at you this whole time but um I have always been someone who just wakes up very anxious and my first instinct is oh my god okay like I need to check everything that I missed while I was sleeping and I need to get right to work like that's my automatic thought as soon as I open my eyes and this heightened significantly um once I moved to LA and why did I just say it like that 
LA. That was disgusting. Once I moved to LA and was now on Pacific time, Pacific Pacific Coast time, Pacific Pacific time, whatever. Um, when mostly everyone I work with is on the East Coast and also like all my friends and all my family and like my internal clock, you know, because I lived on the Eastern, like I lived on the East Coast my whole life until now. So that heightened a lot when I moved here and I was like behind now. So like not only would I wake up with a lot of different work texts and emails because you know, the people on the East Coast have been hard at work since they're three hours ahead. I would also feel like bad because I'm like, okay, it's 7 a.m. here, but it's also like it's nearing lunchtime for them and they're probably waiting on me and blah, blah, blah. Like so many anxious thoughts, like just spiraling immediately, like first thing in the morning. And so eventually, like a month ago, I was like, okay, <laughs> so it can wait. Like it can wait. Because the thing is, like, sometimes I'd have a text from, say, like, my manager, and it's about, like, an edit I need to make for a brand video. Um, And I would read it right after I woke up, and I would feel all anxious about it and just feel like it was a big task, and it was really daunting. Like, it would always just feel really daunting. But I started noticing that when I waited until... I had gone through my morning routine to answer the task I needed to do didn't seem daunting anymore like it was just like I my brain hadn't taken a second to like even realize it was awake realize like okay we're here in the morning like it just immediately jumps into like panic like work mode and that is just like a really unsafe headspace to be in like right 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 when you wake up without even like taking a sip of water taking a breath nothing like jumping immediately into that like no wonder the task at hand felt so daunting and um so nowadays I I wake up and honestly like I usually end up reading the texts and emails that came in because you know like I look at my phone I'm I I I can't resist. I got to look at them, you know, but I read them and then I mark them as unread so that I remember to reread them and I go about my morning. I make my bed. I take my vitamins. I take Augie for a W-A-L-K. I make breakfast. I work out. I shower and then I will answer my messages and get to work. And I, I just like, it's just about setting myself up to have the proper headspace I need in order to bring the best version of myself into my career and in all honesty like I'm answering like an hour and a half or two hours later than I would have but the thing is like even if I had answered the messages the emails right away like I wouldn't have even started working on the whatever I needed to do until after my morning routine anyways so I usually just wait it out. There's been a couple of times where it's like, okay, this seems a little more urgent. Like I'm going to make an exception and answer this. But for the most part, I really stick to that. And it just makes my mind feel so much better. Because genuinely, like there would be times when my manager would text me and be like, like just send me like what a brand said about a video I made and just like edits I have to make. And I'd be like, oh my God, like that's so much work. Like I how am I going to fit this in my day, blah, blah, blah. I go through my morning routine and I'm like, oh, all I have to do is cut out like 
five seconds of this and then like change the text here like okay like literally no biggie um so yeah just that has changed my work environment so much literally just like within my own self like it probably had like when my manager watches this like he probably has not even noticed a difference it's just like a small change within my own life and I also kind of do it with friends like I don't necessarily really text them back until after my morning routine like I just don't really do much of anything on my phone before my morning routine except I post a good morning picture on snapchat to like engage with you guys and like get the day started but I really just try to like take the morning for myself and it really has been helping my mind a lot the next little habit is reading before bed. <laughs> and I know that I've pretty much drilled this into your brain at this point, but you guys, reading before bed has literally changed my life. Like not even trying to sound dramatic, I'm so serious. I have never fallen asleep faster, slept harder, or felt more well-rested in the mornings than I do now since I started reading before bed. Like, you guys, I used to lay in bed for hours, tossing and turning, physically unable to turn my brain off. I would be like, oh, I got to do this. I like It was like as soon as I got into bed, I was wired. Like, suddenly I had so much to do and see and think and, oh, shoot, I need to do this and check that and, like, Oh my god it was like a never-ending thought train I would go on my phone I'd scroll for hours I would just like be all amped up all wired and just like I, I, I literally never woke up feeling rested I always felt tired and sore and stiff and just like blech in the morning and then to add to that I answer work stuff right away setting myself up for literally the worst mental health in the world but no longer, you guys. Don't worry. I read in bed every single night until I am like physically unable, cannot keep my eyes open. And then I turn on my little, I have like a hatch alarm, which honestly is like a really great investment. I love my hatch alarm clock, but um, it has like a bedtime setting that I set. It puts on a little red light and soft music for 15 minutes. And then it goes into brown noise, not white noise, brown noise it's life-changing for the rest of the night with like no light and you guys I'm out in like five minutes tops once I put my book away and like my aura ring that I wear even confirms that like it takes me like three to five minutes to fall asleep and I just I sleep so hard and I wake up feeling so good like it is seriously game changer and then on top of that I'm like building my knowledge and like using my brain in a way that like I haven't in so long and reading just makes me feel really really good I've been cruising through books side note I'm reading Locked Door right now by Frieda McFadden and it's just starting to get good and I'm like I want to literally I'm doing this at 12 o'clock right now and my goal is to finish everything I have to do by like two or three because I want to read all afternoon but anyways yeah reading before bed seriously has improved my life because it seriously improves my quality of sleep and sleep is so so important you guys okay the third habit is this is like a kind of fun one it's writing down my instinctive reactions in a journal and I feel like 
all of us can relate to when something in our lives happen happens that it like provokes a strong emotion whether it be anger sadness fear jealousy but even like positive ones like happiness excitement whatever positively charged emotions we get those initial instinctive reactions or thoughts or feelings like for example maybe your friend made an insensitive comment that bothered you or maybe your coworker was just like kind of a dick to you for no real reason and you just get that initial like tsunami of emotions like oftentimes these thoughts and emotions are really extreme or overgeneralized like you might think like god my friend is such an asshole and immature how could they ever think that comment was okay to say like they are the worst person like why why do they always make that like why do they always say shit like that just like very just like extreme thoughts you know when you probably don't like even in that moment you don't actually think that your friend is insensitive or an asshole you're probably just like triggered by what they said in one way or another uh or you know like you would just never say your instinctive reaction like what it was you would never say that to them and probably not to anyone like these are just like our like just like our instinctive just like judgmental fully biased thoughts that stay in our own brain because we immediately know like they're not logical they're not kind or appropriate they're just like that like you get triggered in some way and you have that thought that's like it's not even you it's just like that like evil it's like the devil on your shoulder that you get sometimes when like you have a very strong emotion pop up and so like usually what do we do when we feel that like we keep it in but the problem with keeping it in is that we build resentment so the next time your friend does something that bothers you or your coworker or whatever even if it's like entirely unrelated you're gonna be like oh yep they're an asshole just like I thought confirmation bias you know like we had that thought like damn they're an asshole because we had that like initial thought and then something happens again And when really they're just human and maybe we don't like agree with every thought they have, which is like totally fine, but we just have that like initial like, wow, they suck. And then something else happens and you're like, yep, see, I knew they sucked. But this is just the resentment. This is how we process things sometimes, or at least how I do. Maybe you guys are sitting there like, uh, seek help. But I feel like a lot of us are similar to that and... So what I started to do was when I get those really extreme, unnecessary, and like disproportionate reactions um, to situations, I go to my journal and I write down exactly what I'm thinking with no filter whatsoever. These will never see the light of day. I won't even bring these to my therapist. These are like, these are the the X-rated underground thoughts that will never ever ever see the light of day ever and sometimes what I write down is like actually so mean and it it's not even how I truly feel like it's not actually how I feel about a person or a situation but it's just like a passing emotion I had before the logical side of my brain came in or like the reasoning side of my brain came in and 
it's just, it's how I truly felt in the moment when something was triggered and the bubble of thought encompassed my brain. And instead of letting it reside within my brain and build up and build resentment and become sort of a truth, I write it down and I release it. And it really does just feel so good. And it feels like I'm physically letting go of a yucky feeling that I otherwise would have held on to because I don't need to hold on to it. It's on paper. If I need to remember it, I'll go read the paper that I wrote. You know, it's it's there. It's gone. I got it out. It's not on my chest. It's not in my brain. It's out on paper and I can let it go. It's not how I truly feel. It's just the heightened emotion I felt before the other parts of our brain that we use to be a human kick in. It's just like that instinctive, animalistic thought. Wow, they really suck. Wow, they are so mean to me. They're not mean to me. They made a mistake. Or they did something hurtful, but it was not intentional. And it was like a one-off. They're a really great person, but they did something that bothers me. And then you address it from there. They don't suck as a human being. They're not a bad person. Of course, it doesn't apply to every situation. But in general, you know, you have these thoughts. And you just want to get them off your chest sometimes. And sometimes you don't even want to bring them to your therapist. You just want to let them live and die. And a journal, leaving them in a journal is a really great place to let a thought you don't want to see the light of day live and die. My fourth little habit is leaning into cravings. And I know that I've talked a good amount about struggles with eating disorders in the past and my restrictive relationships with food throughout childhood and my teenage years and even young adulthood. But something that I haven't talked about too much is that last year, um, kind of around this time, I had developed a different kind of disordered eating that I hadn't experienced before that resulted in me binging and binging and binging on food in the evenings. And I do think that part of this was my body's maybe like extreme hunger after receiving proper medical treatment for the undiagnosed chronic illness that I was dying from Um, and just like trying to regain all the nutrients and life that it lost while I was sick for God knows how long. I recognize that a lot of it was probably that. However, it was beyond that and I'm 100% sure of that. And as I've worked past that disordered eating and talked through what was really going on mentally with that entire situation, I realized that I was so afraid of so many foods post-diagnosis. If you guys don't know, I'm a type 1 diabetic. Um, I was so afraid of so many foods post-diagnosis that I deemed as quote-unquote bad for my blood sugar. And I was avoiding so many of my favorite foods, was missing out on so many opportunities and experiences and memories with friends and family and pretending like it didn't bother me. Pretending like I wasn't sad, I could quote, no longer have some of my favorite foods that made me so happy. So this restricting led me to binge any and all food that I declared okay like to be okay for my blood sugar but the thing is like I still had and have type 1 diabetes whether I ate say a bagel or not I still had high blood sugars even when I was eating only foods that felt safe for me 
Because duh, I have fucking type 1 diabetes. Literally existing makes my blood sugar raise. Waking up makes my blood sugar raise. Anxiety makes my blood sugar raise. It was inevitable. Hormones make my blood sugar raise. Like it was inevitable. Like I'm going to have high blood sugar. And what's interesting is that as I healed from this journey and I welcomed in these foods I was so afraid of, I stopped binging. And even better, I learned how to dose insulin, obviously, for the foods that I used to avoid because actually eating them and learning from them every time I ate them, like I, it allowed me to eat them more. Like I was so afraid of pizza because I didn't know how to dose insulin for it. And every time I would try, it would make my blood sugar go crazy. And then I would panic and health anxiety, blah, blah, blah. So I just didn't eat it. And then I would binge on like ground turkey at 10 o'clock at night, like an excessive. And like, this is also obviously anytime time I talk about eating disorders, like it's very sensitive topic for a lot of people. And I recognize that. And this is something that like the camera did not see. You, you guys did not see how extreme it had gotten at one point. And once I worked through that and welcomed these foods I was so afraid of back in, like it just has, it just made such a difference. And if you would have told me a year ago that I'd be pretty dang good at dosing for ice cream and pizza, like I would have never believed you even a little bit. Like I genuinely thought it was impossible. And if you told me that every single Sunday my girlfriend and I get pastries for breakfast, I think I would have dropped dead. Like I would not have even thought that was possible. And giving into my cravings did the opposite thing it feared it would do. Like eating those foods I feared has made me healthier overall because I'm no longer binging to the point where I'm ill for days on end over the food I can the the capacity of food I consumed way past my hunger cues I got to enjoy these foods that I love I got to experience things with my friends my family my girlfriend and mentally it just has helped me so significantly and you cannot be healthy physically if you are not healthy mentally. I don't care if you have a six pack. I don't care if you work out every single day. I don't care if you have a super strong heart. You are not a healthy human being if your mind is not healthy and adding in these foods that I was so afraid of that I love and enjoy and improve the quality of my life overall has seriously made me feel so much better and made me feel and be so so much healthier hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Got your happy price, price line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And the last little habit is exploring my creative side. So I feel like this one's pretty self-explanatory. But things I do to explore my creative side are cooking, decorating, like my apartment, fashion, exploring just that whole side of my brain that I really love and haven't really tended to. Makeup is another thing I never really tended to but really enjoy doing. Um, Taking pictures, obviously. Filming and editing videos, obviously. Even my podcast. All of these things are just very, very fulfilling for me. And adding these things and exploring this side of me, obviously dance actually falls into this as well, but that's something that I wish I would incorporate more. But all of those fulfill me as a human. That's like in addition to, you know, time with friends, time with family, time with my girlfriend. But these are like things within myself that make me feel the most me. And honestly, like, the most beautiful, the most connected with myself, all of that. But that one's pretty self-explanatory, but I just feel like exploring your creative side is so special and something that I don't think we tend to enough overall. But anyways, that is everything. That is all of my little habits that I wrote down for you guys and that I do in my daily life. So I really hope that you guys got a thing or two from this. I hope you feel inspired and just maybe you want to explore your creative side. I don't know, but I love you guys so much. Really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you follow me on all of my other social media and I will see you so super soon. Actually, see and talk to you so super soon in the next episode. Bye.